What up, world? Your past first point guard and trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making the show your first listen every single weekday. Coming at you Monday through Friday, so make it a part of your daily routine. Make it your first listen. It's Locked On Blazers, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive 100% deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Enter the promo code locked on. We're having, we got a fun show today. We're having a, a busy show today. Uh, we were going to rumor round up and mock draft stuff, and then Brad Beal got traded and things done change. We're still going to talk rumors, but I want to start the show talking about Brad Beal headed to Phoenix. Uh, this has implications for the Blazers if you're an everyday listener. Good, because you're going to get the show every day and you'll be kind of caught up on what's going on with the Blazers. I mentioned on Friday's show that watching what happened with Brad Beal would have an impact one way or another on sort of the Blazers offseason. Brad Beal heading to Phoenix has has real implications for the Portland Trailblazers. We'll touch on that. The Miami Heat, according to a report from Chris Haynes, have pivoted to really, really eyeing Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard with the belief that Dame, this could be the, this could finally be the summer that Dame, Dame moves. And then we will round up the latest rumors on the Blazers. It is draft week indeed, and everything surrounding the Blazers, the third pick, trades, Damian Lillard, all that in the third segment. Let's start. Let's start here with Brad Beal headed to the Phoenix Suns. Beal, of course, had a no-trade clause. He totally, that no-trade clause totally depressed his market. Um, he, he's a good basketball player. He's paid a lot of money. I think people got caught up a little bit too much in how much money he was making. The reason that his trade value wasn't very high is because he got to dictate exactly where he would go. Phoenix and Miami uh, emerged as suitors last week, according to Shams Charania of The Athletic, first to report it, then many others reported the same. And then now here we are Sunday afternoon and the framework of a deal sending Bradley Beal to the Phoenix Suns in exchange for Christopher Emmanuel Paul and Landry Shamit back to Washington and uh, you know a few second round picks and some swaps. The swaps don't really matter. Phoenix is always going to have a better record during uh, than the Wizards over the next you know four or five seasons, whatever the number of swaps it is, like three. Um, they won't ever swap picks. They won't swap them. It won't. It, it won't. It literally won't come up. So CP Landry Shamit and some second rounders for Brad Beal. His market was deeply, deeply depressed by the no trade clause. He got to pick where he want to go. He could just veto any trade. Veto. He picks veto the package coming back. Right. Like whatever it was, Beal had full control. Um, he was the only player in the league with a true no trade clause. Uh, if you sign one year deals to return to teams, you can veto trades. But this is like a true. It'll follow him to Phoenix. No trade clause in his in his in a max contract. Um, what a what a win for the for Mark Bartlestein's agency and and Brad Beal like you get to choose where you want to go real quick I get it and don't get it for Phoenix um bummer for Washington just like a bummer return on a franchise icon but um they kind of back themselves into this mess and it, it, it was it was likely to happen this way the moment he had a no trade clause but um Phoenix ton of talent like Book and Beal and Durant, those is a really, really good trio. Bradley Beal's really good when he's healthy. He's had some availability issues over the last handful of seasons. Uh, really good when he plays. Really similar player to Devin Booker. <laughs> really similar in, in how he wants to operate, how he does operate. He's just not as good as Devin Booker. Like, he's a really good player. He's not as good. He's not an all-NBA type guy like Book is. Um, they're going to, Brad Beal shoots 46% of the shots from the mid-range. They were already a crazy mid-range heavy team got even more um, more wild with the mid-range stuff. And it felt like in the playoffs, they lost because they didn't have depth. They just didn't have enough players who could help and play. Um, 
a little bit, you know, not enough defense, but it's like they're playing the Nuggets. I don't know if the defense, no one could stop that team all year, but like just not enough depth to hold up with the Stars. Um, and they've even, they have five players in a contract now. So I kind of get it and don't get it for Phoenix. Um, Matt Ishbia is putting his, um, his mouth where his money is. He's They're going to be really expensive. New CBA, be damned. We'll see what happens with Phoenix. Really fascinating. But it has this has real implications for the Blazers. Like it really does. Because... If it wasn't going to be Phoenix, it was going to be Miami. Those were the two two reported destinations, the two teams that are like clearly chasing stars at this level who could make the money work for Beal. And it seems to me that one of two things happened. One, Miami lowballed the uh, Wizards so incredibly badly that they went and took basically salary cap relief because it sounds like they're going to try to... The, the trade isn't finalized. Sounds like they're going to try to reroute uh, Chris Paul to another team, potentially the Clippers or somewhere else where he'll get bought out, potentially the Clippers. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it, the, the the trade's going to expand by the end of, by the sort of the, by the time it goes through, it's going to be more than just a two-team deal as these big things, as these big trades typically are. Uh, so either, either Miami super, super, super lowballed the Wizards and said, yeah, Kyle Lowry and a, and a draft pick and get out of here. Uh, and they weren't interested in that. Or... Miami truly believes that they can get their preferred target. Their preferred target being Damian Lamont, Ollie Lillard. So they lowballed him on purpose or perhaps backed out of the negotiations negotiations entirely because they've got their eyes on a bigger prize. It was reported on Friday by Mark Stein that the Heat were looking to upgrade the roster and the two names on their on their radar were Beal and Lillard with Lillard getting strong preference. And then on Sunday, Chris Haynes reiterated his podcast partner, Haynes and Stein of podcast together. Uh, Stein's podcast partner, Chris Haynes of TNT and Bleach Report reiterated that Miami has has shifted its focus and refocused on acquiring Damian Lillard this summer. What the heck? The Brad Beal thing had implications. If you're an everyday listener, you already knew that it might on Friday. Let's talk about those implications and what Chris Haynes reported on Sunday. We'll do that in the second segment. But first, I want to tell you about Ibotta. Look, you you're you're gonna buy stuff anyways this summer. That's it's fun to do. You're gonna go out. You're gonna shop. You're gonna buy new things. Even if you're not buying like new sneakers for your to fill up the closet, you're still gonna have to buy back to school shopping and groceries. And why not get yourself a little something when you're already gonna be ma- spending that money? Why not get cash back with Ibotta? You can earn cash back on every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. And either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 a year in real cash. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Or you could use the cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you've been dying to go to, or take yourself out to that fancy dinner you've been craving. Listen, a typical basket of groceries is $50 more expensive. Uh, It was $50 more expensive at the end of 2022 than it was at the beginning of the year. So you could earn two and a half times that in cash back from Ibotta or even more depending on how much you use it. Ibotta gives you real cash back, not points. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account 
or to PayPal or to gift cards, however you want to do it. And you can earn cash back on hundreds of brands and online retailers, not just groceries. So that's Lowe's, that's Macy's, that's Sephora, that's Best Buy and more. So right now, Ibotta is offering my listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCK, that, that's L-O-C-K-E-D when you register. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the free Ibotta app and use that promo code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or the App Store and use that code LOCKED. All right. On Sunday afternoon, I'll take in. I'll take you inside a little bit. I was. <laughs> this is Sunday afternoon. I'm sitting on my couch. I know I have to record a podcast, and I'm kind of like rounding up the rumors and stuff. And um, I'm looking at mock drafts, and I'm, I'm getting the show ready. You know, it takes me a little while to prep these shows. I try to do a good job, so I'm, I'm spending a little bit of energy prepping the show. And Chris Haynes tweets out the following: This is Chris Haynes of Bleacher Report and TNT Turner Turner Broadcasting. Quote. Chris Haynes says, Miami's focus is Portland superstar Damian Lillard with a genuine belief this could be the offseason. The veteran guard seeks a change of scene resources, tell TNT and Bleacher Report. This is um, not a surprise, quite frankly. Uh, If you've been listening to this show, you know, I, I, I think we've laid out the situation at hand for the Blazers. Dame wants Dame wants to be in Portland. The Blazers ostensibly want Dame to be in Portland as well, but there is a situation in which um, the Blazers do not. You know, Dame wants them to get veteran help to make, to have them go for it right away. And there's a situation where the Blazers either are unwilling or unable to pull off the trades that allow them to get veteran help to have to reach Damian Lillard's comfort level. At which point he would have a discussion with the team about his future. And he has said that very plainly. That, that That's not speculation. That's not sources. That is Damian Lillard. He said it at exit interviews. He said it again on an, a conversation he had with Stephen A. Smith on ESPN2. He was on another show on, on Showtime recently where he, he reiterated the same thing. I want to be in Portland, but if, but if they can't do these things... We're going to have a serious conversation about what what is next, what might might happen, right? Like if they can't deliver the veteran help to help me win, we will sit down and have a real talk about my future. You know, I think both sides would like to build for move forward with Dame. At least I I, I think it's hard to know like what what people actually want. But the the public posturing is that the Blazers want to move forward with Dame, and Dame has been very clear he'd he'd like to do it here. But and I think the butt has been getting louder this offseason in a real way that it hasn't in the past. People for a long, 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 long time have tried to get Dame traded out of Portland. People being sort of like media members, these sort of Bill Simmons, Stephen A. Smiths of the world, the the trade Dame industrial complex has been going on since, I don't know, 2018 or whatever. It's it's a long running thing. But now it's a little more real and it has a little stronger there's a little more strength to it because of Dame's candidness about what he prefers. And if that preferred approach doesn't happen, the real conversation he plans to have with the front office, that that's, that is, that is like, that's just on the table right there in front of us out in public. He has been honest about his preferences and his approach. Dame doesn't hide it. If if, if there's, if, if you want to give him credit for it, when he wants something, he's pretty darn clear about what he would like in public. And he's put some public pressure on the Blazers on at a couple different avenues to kind of like, Hey, remember what I want and make sure you get it done type of thing. And when Haynes tweets it out, when Haynes says Miami's focus is Portland superstar Damian Lillard with a genuine belief this could be the offseason the veteran guard seeks a change of of scenery. 
it's important who that is. It's important who's reporting it. Um, I don't want to get into like 17 layers of the onion with Chris Haynes and Damian Lillard, but I, I will say Haynes has a long running relationship with Dame. They're friends and friendly. Um, when Dame news has broken in the past, Damian, or uh, Chris Haynes has been the one to break it. When Dame has gone on the record, uh, Haynes has had him on the record with this sort of big stuff in the summer of 2021 when Dame was clearly frustrated. Um, some sort of strong off-the-record reporting from Haynes. It seems to be like Dame's personal preferences or the preferences of Dame's camp has come from Haynes. He has been the guy to get the Lillard news. This isn't Shamstrani or Adrian Wojnarowski doing the work of some sort of larger... Um, agents from other from other sides or teams or other perspectives or things like that this is this and, and i don't even think this is this is like i don't read this necessarily i'm going into the onion i didn't want to go into the onion but i'm deep into the onion uh like i don't i don't read this as like haynes reporting on on lillard's behalf but i read this as this chris haynes wouldn't do this if it wasn't real if there wasn't some real if there wasn't some truth baked into the idea that Damian Lillard could be traded. That said, let's just unpack the Miami Heat trade package because it stinks. If you've been listening to the show, if you're an everyday listener, again, I'll say it again. Thanks for listening every day. But like, we, this is what we do here. It's, an, it's a daily podcast about the Portland Trailblazers. I spend 30 minutes every single weekday talking about this team. So like, you would be way ahead of the like how does what's this going to look like i did a show back uh, back in may uh that was what what would a damian lower trade look like and i talked specifically about the suitors the obvious suitors for a miami included just do not have packages that are particularly enticing they do not have packages that are particularly enticing they got weak weak chips to trade damian lillard Miami, Miami is, they owe, okay, they have the 2023 pick, they owe uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder a protected pick in 2024 that rolls over to 2025 if it doesn't convey in 2024. So right now, the maximum number of, they, they can trade picks like out into the future based on when those picks convey. The maximum number of, of picks that Miami can trade this summer, they could trade this summer, like right now and moving into the offseason, is three plus swaps so it'd be three picks plus three swaps and they have access to three second round picks so three firsts that are going to be late in the first round some second round picks tyler hero and duncan robinson oh it stinks that smell that you smell is a stinky trade trade offer it stinks and i i wanted to point to the brad beal stuff on friday show because it's like you, uh, whatever the Brad Beal offer, just multiply it by 1.4, right? It's 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 like uh, Dame Dame is like you know 40% more value. That ain't no 40% more value right there. That's um, it just stinks. So I think you have to think about the if if you if you're willing to sort of just like uh, buy into the real deal logic. There's been a lot of tea leaves that suggest that Damian Lillard is comfortable with moving on from the Blazers this summer in a way that he hasn't been in the past. And some of those tea leaves are not tea leaves. They're things that Dame has said out loud. But if you, if you, if you kind of follow me down the onion a little bit into the deeper layers of the onion with Haynes, like this wouldn't be out there if it wasn't real, if it didn't have teeth. Um, I think that obviously the interest is there from both sides. It's just like making a deal, get, getting a deal done is just hard. So, I think a couple things that you have to consider here. One, if this were to really go down, it would probably be a multi-team deal. Two, 
The trade might suck. I don't think there is a world in which the Blazers hold Damian Lord hostage if he asks out. I don't think there is a world where Damian Lord sits out. He's just not wired that way. Um, so I I think that you think about sort of two 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 different things. One, they say, we just can't trade in Miami right now. We can't trade in Miami right now. Let's move forward with the season, but maybe we'll revisit it next at the trade deadline or next year or whatever. But like the Tyler Hero post three picks is just not like we can't. Like Joe Cronin's like, I can't, I can't. Like I work in the league. I can't be the guy who trades Dame for Hero and picks. Or... Like, you know, like, I think that's that's pretty reasonable. It's just like, this isn't a viable trade package. We gotta, we can't do it. A third team gets involved, a team that really covets Tyler Hero for some reason and offers Blazers additional draft compensation. That's weird. <laughs> Who is the team that deeply covets Tyler Hero um, and would offer additional draft compensation in the way of, like, multiple first-round picks? Seems really odd. I don't think that's Tyler Hero's, um, tr- like, he's pretty good. Um, and he's young and blah, blah, blah. But he's like... That, I don't think I don't read that like intriguing combo guard has making the money he's you know signed to the contract he's making is like super 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 appealing. I don't think he's super overpaid. I don't think he's bad. I just don't think he has like multiple picks, multiple firsts on the market type of um, trade value. So so looping in another team that makes it work seems unlikely. And then there's the third part of the sort of the reality that you have to face. Maybe it just will stink. Maybe the trade won't make sense. And 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 I think that's like, um, I don't mean that as like in sort of an insulting way to any party involved here. I just mean like, I think there's a situation in which the Blazers and Dame reach an agreement and somehow the trade just comes back stinky. Maybe not as bad as I've just laid out here, like Hero, Robinson, and three firsts, but maybe something really similar to that. Maybe something really similar to that because that's how it goes. Maybe the Blazers can reroute Yusuf Nurkic and Tyler Hero somewhere and get it, you know, get, and make it happen. That's a ton of money. All of a sudden you're working in $40 million range and it's like, um, it gets dicey, but like it's, it is, I think there is a war. This, this is the interest is real on both sides. It's, it's just the Blazers either have to accept a bad trade because they feel like they owe it to Dame or whatever to send him to the place he wants to go or this trade kind of gets stalled out or a, you know, like I said like a weird third team gets involved or you know four team multi-team deal where, where stuff where stuff really moves around you kind of find something that works for all parties I think I think that's real but I also don't think and as I mentioned on the show shout out to my everydayers I don't think this is, that's necessarily the way the Blazers wanted to go in fact, the reporting around the team suggested that it's specifically not what they want to do. And Dame has been pretty clear. If they can build a competitive team, he wants to be here. This is his first choice. We're talking about second choices when we talk about the Heat and the Dame trade and all that. Let's talk about first choices to close the show. But first, I want to tell you about prize picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. I play prize picks on the app, but you can play it on your phone. Or excuse me, you can play it on the website, prizepicks.com. And how it works is you pick between two and six players. And if they go 
above or below the projection set by Price Picks, you can win up to 25 times your money. So I play basketball during the NBA season, but you can play, uh, you can play MLB all summer long. You can even play for golf tournaments, like we had this open with, we had this weekend with the U.S. Open. Uh, when football season rolls along, they got college football, they got the NFL, uh, they got WNBA all summer long as well. And how it works is Price Picks sets the line, so it's like points, rebounds, assists. They said, oh, they said a statistical projection. You pick above or below that projection. You can pick between two and six players on your entry if you get you know you can call your shots you get four out of four right you're winning more money you get three out of four right you win a little bit less but you set the odds it's just you versus the projection so go to prize picks right now or go or go to price go to the app go to pricepicks.com right now sign up to play daily fantasy sports first time users receive 100 instant deposit match up to 100 dollars the promo code locked on so if you deposit 100 bucks they're giving you 100 bucks you deposit 50 bucks they're giving you 50 bucks don't forget enter that promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to 100 hundred dollars still a pass first point guard i'm still mike richmond you are still listening to locked on blazers let's talk the latest rumors because listen the blazers want to they want to thread this this magic needle they want damian lord to be on the roster and probably to do so it's not a lock that they trade the third overall pick but it's certainly to according to the reason reporting Still certainly on the table. Mark Stein. Stein has, let me say this. Stein, he he writes uh, the Stein line on Substack. It's really, really good. Stein is, you know, a long-term reporter, um, but, uh, all right, let's just go in the onion a little bit. In the way that other newsbreakers and brokers seem beholden to their sources, Stein's reporting just seems to be like, here's what I'm hearing. Here's what we know. Here's where it is. Um, he, you know, he was on the sort of Miami stuff before Miami wants Damon Lord before on Friday, then it became much more real on Sunday when, when Haynes reported basically something very similar. Um, Stein had reported that, uh, there was, there was, there was sort of pressure to get a Damien or get a Brad Beal trade done because what if Dame wiggled free on draft nights and all of a sudden he's eyeing somewhere else and it's like, well, we'd rather, if we could just trade for one of these two expensive contracts, let's trade for the one who's a really, really still a absolute star, one of the best offensive players in the NBA, as opposed to Brad Peel. Like it just like the, the, there was pressure on the Wizards to kind of like get a Brad Beal deal out there before the Damian Lord hit the market. Stein was all over that. He's really good. He's really good. So, uh, I, um, just just some free promo for Stein's Substack uh during rumor season cuz he he does uh he does a great job but Stein had re- Stein reported on on his Sunday column he's basically putting out a story every day on a Substack that quote Portland is widely believed to be telling teams it is willing to package Anthony Simons with the number 3 pick in Thursday's draft for win now talent to put beside star guard Damian Lillard We've heard that a bunch. Uh, Josh Lloyd of Locked On Fantasy Basketball reported that months ago, but even prior to the lottery. Nothing has changed, and I think that's an important part of the situation. First choices, nothing has really changed with the Blazers. They What they want is to trade, they're willing to trade three and Anthony Simons for an impactful vet. And uh, over at Action Network, Matt Moore, who also hosts the Locked On Nuggets podcast right here on this, right here on this podcast network, wrote that the kind of the same thing. The Blazers are eyeing that third overall pick with upgrades and they would be willing to trade Nurk or they're willing to trade Amphrey Simons to to land those upgrades with the number, uh, their top choices likely being Pascal Siakam or Zion Williamson, perhaps. Um, 
I know that over at uh, Locked on Pelicans, Jake Madison has said that the Pelicans have kind of cooled on trading Zion and maybe that that their interest in trading him is a little bit overstated. So we'll see it. But like, I think the Blazers have been linked to Pascal Siakam for closing in on six weeks. I will say under the Joe Cronin um, regime, the Blazers moves have kind of been out there more than they, the, where they have in the past. Like, the Jeremy Grant interest was out there and happened for months. The CJ McCollum to New Orleans thing was out there for several weeks and happened. Like some of the stuff that has kind of been like the Blazers are eyeing this has come to fruition a bunch under Cronin. So um, the, the the idea that they've been interested in Pascal Siakam, like I did a I did a what would a Pascal for number three trade look like in May? And if I'm speculating on it because it's out there in the zeitgeist a month ago, you know that NBA teams are seriously considering it. Um, you know I try not to do just w- like wild hypotheticals on here and live in reality. And Matt Moore of Action Network says. That that seems like a reality. Seems Blazers have been tied to Siakam now, but like th- those um, those talks continue. I would I would say from 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 based on that reporting. Um, I, I think the question here is um, what is wh- like the Blazers. For, here's here's where like the rubber's going to meet the road or whatever. I, I think that's actually the totally wrong idiom. Uh, but like what what's going to determine the Blazers' future in many ways is is just sort of like perceived value. They don't want to be the team that gets ripped off for Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller. If those guys are future multi-time All-Stars and you trade them for someone that's either a rental or someone that, um, you know, you have to wildly overpay or you like, create the seventh best team in the Western Conference and trade away good, a really good young player in Amphrey Simons and a really good uh, asset in three and you end up with like, I don't know, either eight months of Pascal Siakam or just like a, a team without enough depth to be truly competitive. Pascal and Dame would be an awesome pairing. Like I've said, I think I said on the show back in May, it's like Pascal Siakam seems like the best player they could trade for. So maybe they should do it. That was before Zion Williamson was available, but Zion comes with way more red flags and baggage. Um, so like, I think this remains the thing. This remains the, tr- like in, in many ways, like what they're, what they're gauging is value. They don't want to get ripped off for three. They want to make a trade that works for them. And if they can't find that and they do end up selecting a rookie at three, part of the opportunity cost of making that pick is, is potentially having a very tough conversation with franchise icon Damian Lillard. Is there a world in which they, they have their cake and eat it too and they end up trading Anthony Simons and 2020 and the 23 pick and maybe they find a way to free up some future picks to the Bulls or they trade it with language such that as soon as we convey this pick to the Bulls you get the next one kind of trickier trade structures sure sure yes there is but I think it is increasingly feeling like it's binary you trade three or you have a conversation about trading Dame. I don't think it's a lock, but I think it's in, it felt like that early, then it didn't feel like that, and now I'm kind of back to feeling like if they do end up making a selection of a rookie, it does kind of feel like that it could be the end of the era. Not a guarantee, and I'm like, t- that, t- to be clear, that is me mostly speculating based on all of the reporting that's out there. One thing I've seen a couple times that I, that I want to clear up before the, we wrap up the show here, and Matt Moore mentioned this on the uh, Action News sh- uh, article that he wrote, and uh, Sean Hyken mentioned it on uh, in his uh, wonderful newsletter, The Rose Garden Report, is that, and Hyken was super clear, it's like Dame hasn't requested a trade yet, and, 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 and then Matt Moore reiterated, like Dame hasn't requested a trade, and, and Moore went a little bit further. It's like, uh, can, can the Blazers kind of find their value and, and, and convince Dame to stay without him exercising some of his sort of like superstar tools that will include potentially even sitting out games. It's not going to come to that. 
It's not going to come to that. I think Heiken is Heiken is, is is right to point out that Dame hasn't requested a trade. But Dame has been totally clear, a hundred percent, a million percent clear. His his he's not requesting a trade. What he's requesting, like himself, he's requesting that they make a deal. They make deals in order to get better. And if they don't on draft night, which is when they'll have to make a trade based on how their sort of assets work, then he'll have the conversation. So there wasn't going to be a trade demand prior to June 22nd. It's probably not even going to be a trade demand prior to like the middle of the evening on June 22nd. And it wouldn't even be a demand anyways. It would be a it would be a conversation they'd have that night and then it would move forward from there like in the coming weeks heading into free agency. Um, it would be like... The there's no if Dame wants to be in Portland, the Blazers want to be in Portland. It's it's contingent on them building a team that's competitive. So a trade demand is going to come later, and even if it comes later, and I want to push back on this this notion from from more a little bit. And I, I, I this isn't like a straw man. I just want to be like, so we're all on the same page here. I don't think there's a situation where the Blazers hold Dame hostage, which is why I think that taking like a less than less than ideal trade package from Miami is like certainly. It's unlikely, but within the cards, it's within, certainly within the cards. But like, there's no situation where they just straight up hold him hostage, where he, you know, requests a trade. However, that would go down. I mean, probably via tweet of Chris Haynes and or story of Chris Haynes. Um, but like, there's there's no world in which like Dame requests a trade and the Blazers hold him like against his will, James Harden style into camp. They'll find a deal. They've got a really good relationship. Dame's involved in all of the decision making, one way or another. They would find a deal. They'll find a this doesn't get messy. It might get sad and it might get longer. It might be more prolonged than you want, but it's not going to get, I don't know. It's not going to get messy to the, I don't, I don't see this as being like a gross superstar holdout. I see this as, as a potentially sad divorce and like, like legitimately like emotional podcasts coming up here in the future. But I don't see this as like getting messy because Dame wouldn't have needed to demand a trade right now. That's like not a thing. He would have the discussions and the trade demand would come post draft. So that means Thursday is still a massive, massive day in Blazer land. Um, I just, I wanted to be like, I, I think um, we're going to get a lot of Dame trade speculation. So I wanted to arm you, dear listener, with kind of like my idea of, of the, the context of the team and all of those things. Uh, my job here is to hopefully make you a smarter fan. That's why I hope you listen every day. Come back and do it tomorrow. We got more shows tomorrow. We really do. We'll do a mock draft roundup. We'll continue to eye everything heading into the draft. Um, it's, a, you know, the biggest week of the Blazers uh, the biggest week and basically since the summer of 2015 when LaMarcus left eight biggest biggest week of Blazer basketball in eight years um it's it's here uh it is maybe a little agonizing but it's certainly fascinating so come back tell your friends listen every day uh every weekday it's what we do available on platforms and on YouTube I appreciate you listening I'll talk to you soon